Choose to play it safe. Watch check the resume. It's risky business in the A. And I've been witness to this history ever since the tenth grade. We went from rock and brace to tenth phase. I twist my A head to the side just for style. Or throw on the Gucci bucket with the fly super fly. Wow, the southern private only shut it down. It ain't so country though, pimpin'. This ain't no coma pile. I'm Sergeant Slaughter. I keep I keep good to alter and alter to satisfy my people in Georgia and cross the border. And across the border, the essays are getting smarter. They got flour for tortillas and lettuce for enchiladas. If you follow, wink, wink. No doubt we don't. Speak in the blink, them folks can have you sleeping in the clink. I'm taking attention at PN on the seat. It's the the B I G B O I O U T. Now, party people in the club, it's time to cut a rug and throw the loops up in the sky just for the shutter buzz. I'm double fisted and you empty, you can grab a club. What is good, everybody? Welcome to Talking Commanders with Manny here on the Talking Sports with Manny YouTube channel. Appreciate everybody uh, for tuning in. So, guys. We won. We won a game that was tough to win, and every win I'm grateful for. Like, I've gotten to the point to where I have to be grateful for every single win now. Like, there's no more, oh, we barely won, or we won, or, or, or we're trying to – nah. Anytime we can win a game, I'm excited, and uh, I'm happy, to be honest. So, moving on along. So, the Commanders defeat the ATL Falcons 24-16. to 16. And to be honest, I really didn't know how this game was gonna go. I was one—I was—I was one of those fans that was kind of mad at how the season was going. Um, I wasn't happy with anything that—that—that's in regards to the Commanders because, like, the product has been bad. You know, you got—you got the new ownership, you have the fans, you have that new rekindled love for the team, but it just hasn't always been great uh, this season. Starting out two and zero, and then losing the next three, and then now winning again. So. It's good to get back on on a winning uh, track. Just real quick, Sam Howell, his first three touchdown game. He didn't throw the ball much. He didn't move the ball much. It was just like a real solid game out of him. 151 yards passing, three passing touchdowns. Thanks to the three turnovers that we were able to. I mean, the three takeaways plus the long punt return. We had a short field in a lot of uh, situations, so we kind of maximized those uh, short fields. Uh, even at that, we threw the ball for 23 times. We ran the ball 22 times. And the running game wasn't really effective. But shout out to Chris Rodriguez Jr., who came in and gave us a little punch in the run game, four carries for 23 yards, averaging 5.8 yards per carry. And Tony Gibson also did well in the ground game, three for 15. So just a, a team effort. We rushed for 72 yards as a team, which isn't great. But at the end of the day, a win is a win, right? Now, I'm going live stream because I don't have time to really record this and then put it out. So it's going to be a live stream type episode. Um, so moving on along, um, Terry was targeted heavily this game. So Sam threw the ball 21 times, I mean 23 times, but 11 of those went to, well, yeah, he threw the ball 23 times. And 11 of those went to Terry. He was targeted 11 times, and he caught six of that. 
And um, I was excited, um, you know, 6'4", 81 yards. And it just shows that they are serious about getting Terry the ball. And really, Terry was open a lot. There were some passes that Sam threw that didn't really connect. But for the fact that Terry was targeted 11 times, it just goes well for how they feel about Terry as a player and what they're trying to do. Curtis Samuel has been the unsung hero for this team. That was targeted four times, four receptions for 42 yards on the score. But he also had a Russian uh, um, well, I don't know if it was a rush or a pass. You know, like when you're around the end zone or when you're around the um, the um, red zone. Yeah, yeah, red zone, trying to score. Sometimes they kind of pitch you the ball, and it's not really a run, but it's more so like maybe uh, you can call it a, a catch. Sometimes you don't know if it's a catch or a run, but the long story short, <laughs> Curtis Samuel almost had two touchdowns total in this game. Um, moving on along. Uh, uh, Ryan Robinson, man, this guy has been catching the ball well this season, and he just catches the ball and just makes it into a football play. He caught a uh, 24-yard touchdown, well, catch and run for a touchdown, and that really kind of like sealed the game and put the game away. He had two receptions for uh, 25 yards. So shout out to Brian Robinson being available and being a guy that can that can you know score the balls. So he's been scoring. He's been one of our consistent scorers this year, and I believe this is his maybe second, maybe third receiving touchdown. I'll go back and I'll check on that. But I know for a fact that he has two receiving touchdowns. I remember one versus Arizona and this one in particular. So good to see Brian Robinson being involved in the pass game. And then shout out to Antonio Gibson, the guy that we were all ready to kind of like push away. He had one catch for one yard and one touchdown, one target, long of one. So one, one, one across the board, but um, he truly has stepped up and, um, I like how they're using Antonio Gibson, limit his carries, limit his touches, use him more in the passing game than in the actual rushing game. So it was a good team effort. Uh, defensively, Cody Barton has gotten a lot of hate. Uh, he's not the best coverage guy. Uh, we all know that, but uh, he gets around the ball. He led us with 14 tackles. Uh, five of those were solo. So yeah, Cody Barton has been a, a, a around the ball. And Cameron Pearl, man, 11 tackles. Um, eight of those were solo. Kendall Fuller was magnificent this game. Nine tackles. Um, he also had an interception. Jamin Davis, man, shout out to him for intercepting the ball with 26 seconds left to go. And that's really what put the game away. It was a clutch interception. That was his first interception of his career. He also had a, a sack in this game. So Jamin Davis was all over the place along with eight tackles. Um, Jonathan Allen, St. Jude, shout out to him with uh, six tackles and an interception as well. Uh, ATL came in with a lot of big receivers, big targets. You have John Smith as a 6'3". You have uh, Mac Hollins at 6'4". Uh, you have Kyle Pitts at 6'6". And Drake London at 6'4". So they have lots of big talent. And I think that the team held their own. Speaking of holding your own on defense, shout out to a guy like Danny Johnson who just stayed ready. You know, if you stay ready, you never have to get ready. So he just kind of stayed ready. He was able to come into the game and make an impact. Um, I think he played fairly well. Um, he started over uh, Forbes, and Forbes, I don't believe, got got into the game at all. Like, sometimes when a player is not playing well, you have to make the tough decisions and bench that player. You can't say, oh, Forbes is a, a first-round pick or Forbes is this, Forbes is that. No, Forbes wasn't good. So you have to bench a Forbes, and you have to be able to make – uh, decisions like this. So Danny Johnson comes in and the secondary looks slightly better. I'm not saying that bad. The secondary looks good. They look better. And you can say, oh, well, they're playing ATL and this and that. 
Look, ATL is talented, and like I said, the commanders have not been able to cover anybody. So Drake London had 12 targets, nine receptions for 125 yards. That's great, especially for a lot of you guys' fantasy teams. You can start any receiver versus Washington, and you can rest assured that receiver is going to have the best game of the season. And that's what happened with London with 12 targets, nine receptions, and 125 yards. What saved us was that he was not able to capitalize on the score. So nothing really has changed with this commander's um, secondary or defense. It's still very, very bad. Uh, I think Kyle Pitts scored his first touchdown of the season. That goes to tell you something. Four receptions, 43 yards on the score. Also, Johnny Smith scored his first touchdown in 31 games. I'm telling you, people go off versus the commanders. Van Jefferson almost had a long target that almost resulted in a touchdown. It was just that Van Jefferson wasn't able to catch it. And mind you, he just got to ATL. So the defense still has a lot to work on, especially in the back end, losing a guy like Derek Forrest, losing a guy like Jeremy Reeves. They're really thin at safety. And then now you're going to have more uh, snaps for guys like um, uh, Percy Butler and the rest. So uh, Khalid Hudson, let's talk about Khalid Hudson for a minute, man. Where the momentum shifted for the commanders was when Khalid Hudson was able to stop that two-point conversion. Algier ran the ball after ATL scores to uh, to make it 24-16. Instead of going for the extra point, they say because of the analytics, blah, blah, in the third quarter. The analytic, in fact, the analytics says – or in the fourth quarter, that like yeah, in yeah, in the, in that fourth quarter, they say that the analytics says to go for two to make it a 24-18 game, which makes no sense to me. Um, you don't get that, then you lose all momentum. So now that you didn't get it, now you're trying your hardest to score a touchdown in a two-point conversion to tie the game at the end, which doesn't make any sense when you could have just gone for you know 17. And then let's say you score the touchdown, then you can go for the Super Bowl conversion at the end of the game. Anyways, right? Kind of like how the commanders could have gone for two to end that Eagles game, but it's debatable. I, I loved going for uh, for overtime in that Eagles game. But we're not talking about the Eagles game. We're talking about this game, commanders versus the Falcons. Uh, Falcons did a lot of good things. Uh, they were able to sack Sam Howell five times. Who doesn't sack Sam Howell over five, five times? Calais Campbell, as old as he is, the old dinosaur Calais Campbell, got him a sack. Bud Dupree and uh, Arnold uh, Epikiti both combined for 1.5 sacks each. And then Jared, Gray, uh, um, Jared Grady Jarrett <laughs> had a sack as well. So, I mean, their defense played well. Where it was an advantage for the commanders with that was that the commanders did not have a fumble, nor did Sam Howell throw a pick. So for the commanders to win, you have to play mistake-free football. Not only playing mistake-free football, you also have to play the kind of football to where you're getting takeaway. So in the takeaway battle, three to zero, you're most likely going to win just about every game when you, when you are a plus three in the turnover battle. So that's great for the commanders. Uh, St. Juice, man, shout out to him getting that INT in the end zone. Uh, he did something great. Uh, I mean, I think he was solid. Uh, but like I said, there's some things that we need to shore up in the secondary. Um, Casey Tuhill, shout out to him having the best game of his career with two sacks and then one coming in the clutch. So you got to give a, a big shout out to Casey Tuhill, losing sweat. Uh, Tuhill coming in, 
sliding in and just plugging into what the commanders do. Um, we're probably wondering why, how come the guys in the middle are not getting as, as many sacks as they were last year? You know, things happen. It's hard to have uh, multiple guys have high sack totals. So it is what it is. Um, so, yeah, man, Khalid Hudson, Benjamin St. Jude, Casey Tuhill, Danny Johnson, Jamin Davis, Sam Howell, obviously, with three uh, touchdowns, zero picks, and then Terry McLaurin being targeted 11 times and then coming up big with uh, play after play. And then, of course, Curtis Samuel. So did I forget anybody? Let me know in the comment section. It was, it was just a great team win, uh, one to kind of get excited about. Uh, wasn't the best win, but a win is a win. And we're now seeing how tough it is to get wins in this league. You see the 49ers go down. You see the Eagles go down to teams that are not necessarily good. So when you can get a quality win, which I felt this was a quality win at ATL, um, it just blows well. I live four hours away from ATL, living in Nashville, and I could have gone to the game, but I said to myself, what if the commanders lose? They've been giving out uh, uh, bad products, and then it's, it just is what it is. So with that being said, this is my first commander's gear. For those of you guys that are listening to the audio version, come on the Talk of Sports with Man YouTube channel so you guys can see my new fresh commander's hat. I was already going to buy gear uh, for the commanders, and it just happened to be that it, it, it comes in and then we actually win. When we win, I wear my commander slash Redskins slash Washington football gear, which I own no Washington football gear. I do have a Washington football launch here. Uh, and this is my first commander's gear, which is the commander's hat. Um, not a big fan of, of the name, but I got to support the team. But as always, you know, I'm always rocking my Redskins. Uh, I'm not going to trash what I already have. I'm just going to keep rocking what I have until... You know, I can't rock it no more. So, um, but yeah, I did get two commander shirts. They're coming in. So I'm excited about that. So let's kind of see where the commander's players rank around the NFL right now. Um, Sam Howell is the number ninth uh, guy in passing yards right now with 1,500 passing yards. I know stats don't mean everything, but stats do mean something. I mean, he's playing well, 1,500 yards passing in a game where he didn't even pass as much. Had he passed more yesterday, he could possibly have been number eight or even number seven in uh, the pecking order of, of you know, um, yards and, and things of that nature. Um, yeah, Sam Howell has been great all season long, and I'm proud of him, man. I'm proud to say that he's our, our QB. And Sam Howell had one of his – Normal passing game, like I said, he'll be a top five guy right now in passing yards. So you got to give him his flowers. You got to give him his credit to where credit is due. And uh, the last two games, it's been really, really solid. Started out the year very, very bad with that four touchdown in, uh, four interception game versus Buffalo. And now he's at nine touchdowns and six INTs. That's pretty solid. I mean, you have guys like Josh Allen, who has 13 touchdowns, nine, uh, six uh, INTs. You have guys like Jalen Hurts, who people love so much. Jalen Hurts is at six, seven touchdowns, seven INTs right now. So you got to give credit to what Sam Howell is doing. Not only is he producing the stats, like I'm a, I'm a, I'm a numbers guy. I love stats. But at the same time, he's helping to produce some wins uh, right now. Now, one stat that I do not like right now for Sam Howell is that he leads the NFL in sacks, like in terms of being sacked. He's been sacked 34 times, and that's not good for your starting QB. You keep at this pace, you're not going to last very long in the NFL. It's only been six games and you've been sacked 34 times. That's not a good look. That's not a good look at all. 
Um, in passing touchdowns, Sam Howell is tied for ninth right now in, in the NFL. Uh, in yards, I talked about it earlier. He is tied. Uh, he's number nine right now. In INTs, let's see where he ranks. Sam Howell is he's up there. You know, he'll be technically tied third with uh, multiple guys with six INTs, but he doesn't lead the league in INTs, which is a blessing because of how the season started. Jimmy G and Jalen Hurts are one and two in INTs, including uh, Mac Jones. So those are your guys right now, Jalen Hurts, Jimmy G. And Jalen Hurts is turning over the ball at crucial moments of, of, of a time. So for me being a commander's fan, I'm excited about that. Give me all the Jalen Hurts INTs. So when you compare Ralph Samuels right now with everybody else in the league, I mean, it's just, it's just going well. It's going well for the commander. So I am loving that. Um, let's look at overall stats for the commanders. Let's look at where we are as a team, who's leading us uh, as a group, and then we'll go ahead and wrap up this stream. Um, right now, like I already talked about Sam, he's, he's doing pretty solid. Um, I'll do um, – a analysis on if Sam keeps up at this pace, right? Um, maybe we're not looking at another QB. I really think that Sam has a potential to be a franchise QB, and um, I hope he is. Right now, he's averaging 250 uh, passing yards per game. If he kept that over a 17 game course season, that's 4,200 yards passing, and that's pretty solid. That's pretty solid. 4,200 yards passing is pretty solid, I and mean, that's going to produce at least uh, one. Um, thousand yard wide receiver, maybe two, maybe a couple guys with 700s, 500, things of that nature. So, um, like I said, I like to look at the numbers, kind of play around with the numbers, and kind of see a potential of where this team could potentially go. So, um, let me get back to my screen. All right, so we looked at that, and Sam right now is at nine TDs. Over a course of six games, he's averaging 1.5 touchdowns a game, which isn't bad. Um, you know, some guys don't even throw two touchdowns a game. So over a course of 17 games, if he's fully healthy, uh, he'll have um, about 25 and a half touchdowns, around 26. Uh, that's solid. The INTs, I hope I don't see another INT out of Sam, but uh, with six INTs in six games, um, that's roughly 17, that's approximately 17 INTs. If you're looking at 26 TDs, 17 INTs, that's not good. I think that, that the INT numbers go down. You're looking at maybe like around 12, 12, 27, 26, 27 touchdowns, 12 INTs. That's a solid season. That's like a Derek Carr type season, a Jared Goff type season. So uh, Sam is showing that he belongs in the NFL. He belongs in the league. And, um, you can only go up from here. Uh, you look at Brian Robinson. He's leading the uh, the commanders right now with 302 yards rushing. And um, that's not great. <laughs> uh, that's 50 rushing yards per game. Uh, that's, that's pretty bad. Um, but over a course of 17 games, then you're looking at 855 yards rushing. Hopefully that number picks up. And then if, if it's picking up in terms of helping us to win, then that's great. That's what you want to see. You don't want to pick up stats just to pick up stats, right? But the biggest stat that I think that Brian Robinson is bringing to the table right now is that he has three rushing touchdowns, right? 
Not only did, not only does he have three rushing touchdowns, he has 11 receptions for 113 yards and two additional scores. So right now, Ryan Robinson has five touchdowns for the Commanders. He's, like I said, he's leading the Commanders in scoring. He's our top, our top uh, touchdown getter, our top offensive weapon right now. Also, you got to give credit to Curtis Samuel. He's a guy that was uh, counted out. People were saying that Ayami Brown, including me, was going to you know take over and make Curtis Samuel expendable. Look, Curtis Samuel is more important to the team than a lot of these other receiver weapons. Like Terry is good. Terry's been consistent. Um, Terry's averaging 57 yards per game, but at the same time, man, Curtis Samuel is what's needed on this team. Uh, he brings a lot of different elements to his game. Uh, but yeah, Curtis Samuel, man, he's been great. Uh, I believe he, does he have a rushing touchdown this year? No, he doesn't have a rushing touchdown, but he does have two receiving touchdowns. And it just seems like Curtis Samuels makes big plays after big plays after big plays. His numbers don't do justice for what he means to the team, as well as a guy like Logan Thomas, who also has two touchdowns so far this season. Logan Thomas had, had his best game uh, in a while last uh, week. And then he, you know, brings that up to, with, does a, plays another great game. Uh, so, yeah, man, shout out to the guys that are producing. Let's look at some defensive guys before we go ahead and end this stream. Um, you have, but before that, I, I did talk about Terry. Terry's averaging 57 yards per game right now. Over a 17-game course season, if he's fully healthy, that's 969 yards per game. Do you guys think Terry hits another 1,000-yard season? Let me know in the comment section. Uh, right now, he's on pace for 969. I think he gets a thousand yards. He's gonna have one of these breakout games that's gonna like really shoot his numbers up. Uh, we're just waiting on it right now. This team doesn't seem to be like uh, I mean, you can say they're a high volume passing team, I guess ish. Uh, they're better passing team definitely than they were last year. But it's just like some games you you don't need to pass, and when you're winning, you want to kind of stay within winning and not you know really. You know, throwing stuff out there and, and, and you know, just collect collecting stats, collecting empty stats. So I do like that. Cody Barton is leading the team right now with 59 tackles. Um, he's on pace for a lot of tackles this season. Um, probably averaging like right under uh, nine tackles a game. Yeah, he's at like not, he's at 9.8 over a course of 17 games. Cody Barton has a chance to have 167 tackles. That's a real thing. Cameron Curl is right there with him with 50, uh, 55 tackles. And over a course of 17 games, Cameron Curl could be right at 155. So those are your two biggest tackle getters. And if they both stay healthy, there's no doubt in my mind that both guys will have over 100 tackles. Like, I mean, it's just six games in and both guys are on pace to shatter uh, some, some crazy tackle numbers for the commanders. Uh, Jamin Davis. He's playing well. He has two sacks so far this season. And that's the surprising thing with Jamie Davis is that he's actually getting to the QB in different ways. He's forcing fumbles. He's getting tackles for loss. He has an INT. This is his best season so far. But where can the commanders play Jamin Davis along that defensive, I mean, that uh, linebacker uh, uh, court to really bring out the best out of Jamin Davis? I think he should be playing a strong linebacker position to where he's getting after the quarterback. Uh, getting this guy to cover some. I mean, he 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 was covering a tight end on that last play, and he did it really really well. Uh, I mean, I'd rather Jamin Davis cover these tight ends than a guy like Cody Barton. So, um, I just hope that Jamin Davis continues to grow as a player. Uh, guys like uh, Benjamin St. Jude's got a pick. Uh, you know, 
Kendall Fuller has two picks so far this year. Emmanuel Forbes, I really hope he gets together. He's a special talent. He's just not playing special right now. So I don't really don't know what happens with Emmanuel Forbes in the future. Uh, hopefully they can kind of get that figured out. But um, back to what the uh, commanders do well in that sacks. Right now they're being led by Montez Sweat, 4.5 sacks. You have Chase Young with three, Casey Tuhill with three, Jonathan Allen with three, Jimmy Davis with two. And that's a good problem to kind of have uh, multiple guys who are doing multiple things. Uh, I don't know who leads a team with sacks this year, but my guess ha- it will have to be one of these guys that are playing for a contract, Montez Sweat, Chase Young. We don't know if any of these guys get traded during the trade deadline. I hope not. We don't know what the owners want to do, to be honest. like After this season, I think you're going to see a lot of change for the commanders regardless of the record. Some coaches won't be back. Uh, some coordinators won't be back. Some players won't be back. But it's Victory Monday. The commanders defeat the Atlanta Falcons. Hope you guys enjoyed the episode. I'm excited for the next game, which is the Giants right now. We don't know if Daniel Jones plays or not. We know that Tyrod Taylor almost beat the Bills yesterday, so Tyrod Taylor might be a better QB for the Giants than Daniel Jones. I'm just being honest. They were able to move the ball a lot last night, so uh, we'll see what happens there. Saquon Barkley is back, which is bad for us, but at the same time, I think this is a game that we have to dominate. if Daniel Jones plays, Daniel Jones plays well versus the Commanders. So I don't know who I want to see more out there, if it's Daniel Jones or if it's Tyrod Taylor. I'm going to catch you guys on the next episode. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel, Talking Sports with Manny. And also, please subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Talking Commanders with Manny. And I'm going to catch you guys on the next episode. Hail to the Commanders, man. Let's get it.